How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3 today, Monday, September 28th, 2020. Um, MLB playoffs start tomorrow uh, in its mid-NFL season. We're getting ready here for kickoff in a few minutes for Kansas City versus Baltimore, but I'm joined once again to talk about baseball with none other than Bid Bolton. Bid, say what's up to everybody. What's up? What's up? Good to be talking baseball, getting my mind off of the Falcons. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Falcons. It just makes me too mad. I want to talk about something that makes me happy, which is the MLB playoffs starting. First off, bit before we jump into things here, real quick, um, what do you think about the fin- how, how the season finished out? Did anything shock you, like a team missing the playoffs or anything you thought was going to get in? Well, I, the Phillies, I thought they were going to squeak in, but at same. the same time. Dealing with all the injuries that they're dealing with, some major players on that team, it's tough to kind of rebound, tough to make it back from that. Uh, people are talking about Joe Girardi being on the hot seat. I'd still give him another year after just the way that things unraveled for them. If it weren't for injuries, they would have gotten that eighth spot. I think they are a better team than the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, but um, that's the only thing really that stood out to me about the current playoff format. I mean, good for uh, – Good for the Blue Jays. Good for the Marlins. There's a couple teams. I'm excited uh, that they mm-hmm. that they made it. I'm not sure how high my hopes are for them, but I'm excited just to have them out there and have them in the playoffs. Yeah, I actually agree with you completely on that one. Like, I really I felt like the Giants and the Phillies had just like so many opportunities to win it on down the stretch, and they just pissed it away. And then you had a team like the Reds catch fire. Yeah, Gabler, get them out. Yeah, honestly, if the Giants hadn't hired Gabe Kapler, they probably would have made the playoffs. Honestly, I mean, they, the Giants were the surprise of the season before the season started. I really thought they were gonna be the worst, one of the worst teams in the entire MLB. But I was off so on the, that one. Mike Strzemski was just going off this year. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you would think too when Buster Posey opts out that like they would be way worse. But yeah, you're like, oh, they're done. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought was they were done for sure. But I was definitely far off on that one. But. I'm honestly excited, man, for everything to start. It starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow with Houston versus Minnesota, but we'll kind of run through an order here, kind of, you know, the way the bracket's set up and everything. And let's go ahead and start things off with the Blue Jays versus the um, Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Tampa Bay is the one seed. Toronto is the four seed. Um, who do you think is going to win this series? Uh, I, w- I want the Rays to put up – I mean, I want the Jays to put up a fight, but I, I just don't think they're going to do it. The Rays have just way too much talent uh, – their pitching staff is solid. Offensively, I think the Jays might have a little bit of a shot, a bunch of young bats stepping up for them, but I still don't think it's going to be nearly enough to compete with the Rays. I think the Rays might sweep this series. Okay, so I actually do like the Rays to – or I think I like the Jays to win one game in this series. I look – so the first game the Rays are going to be starting um, – they're gonna. They're starting Blake Snell for the first game. Then the second game, they're going with Tyler Glasnow. Glasnow's been hittable this season, but on top of that, the the Jays are gonna throw Ryu the second game. So I think the Jays will actually end up winning that game. I think they're gonna be able to hit. And honestly, like you said, you know, it's good for them to be in the playoffs. It's a young team, get them a little experience. Now they got so many young upcoming stars on this team. So I think the Jays will put up a little bit of fight and win one this series. I mean, I can see that with Hinjin Ryu. I mean, the guy, he kind of struggled a little bit to get adjusted, get acquainted to pitching for a different team, been with the Dodgers his whole major league career. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he found it, he found it. And he uh, finished the season pitching really well for them, ended on a strong note. But with Tyler Glasnow, he's one of those guys where he can come out, shut you down for seven innings, or he can come out and just be pretty hittable, struggle for four or five. So it kind of depends on uh, – be a Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde on this one because he's really uh, he 
he's the kind of guy that can go either way. No, I agree with you completely. I mean, he was much better the year before. This season, he wasn't as good. But honestly, though, I just really trust Ryu. You know, like you said, it took him a little while to get adjusted. But once he got adjusted, everything seemed to click for him. And he looked just as good as he was the season before um, when that he was when the, he was with the Dodgers. Also, got, too, Glasnow had a four ERA, though, when he's at home. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Ryu, yeah, he's got that postseason experience from all that time in L.A., Play, uh, playing with one of the best teams in the league time in time out just every year the Dodgers are making deep playoff runs and he's been a part of that team so this experience is definitely going to help the uh the young Jays young guys like Nate Pearson young guys offensively like Bo Bichette mm-hmm. Vlad Guerrero it's definitely going to help them out make them feel a little bit more comfortable to have a guy like uh Hinjin Ryu who's been there done that and somebody they can kind of lean on and rely on yeah, actually, weirdly enough, Glasnow didn't even face the uh, he didn't even face the Jays all season long. He faced him twice last year and had a two ERA against him, or two eight ERA against him, which isn't terrible. But weirdly enough, he didn't face him. The Rays, the Rays though, did end up seeing Ryu twice, and he had a decent ERA against them. So I think they should. I think that that familiarity won't hurt them that much. Yeah. Um, next matchup up is the two seed and the seven seed. And as our two seed, we have the Oakland Athletics. And as our three seed, we have, or as our uh, seven seed, we have the um, Chicago White Sox. Who do you think is winning this series? Now, this is a series that I'm more interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Jays to put up much of a fight against Tampa Bay, but I do expect the Chicago White Sox to give Oakland everything they've got. Uh, the offensive firepower on this White Sox team, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, they're doing all this. Yohan Moncada, who's arguably their best hitter last year, has done absolutely nothing. Yeah. They got they got to get Luis going. They got to get him going. They got to get Edmund Encarnacion going. If they're playing at full strength, I think they can take down uh, Oakland. Oakland's uh, missing uh, Matt Chapman as well, out for the year with hip surgery. So. I'm leaning towards Chicago, but at the same time, you you know how I am with Oakland. I have discounted mm-hmm. them time and time again, and they prove me wrong every time. So I'm going to take Chicago here, but, I mean, oh, I, just, I think that they're going to outplay them with, uh, without Matt Chapman. I don't think the A's are going to have the offensive firepower to hang in there at this point, but we'll see. You know, I actually agree with you completely, Bid. I'm taking the White Sox to win this series. The one thing that does worry me a little bit is the fact the White Sox are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They did kind of slump through the end of that season. But, look, the White Sox are pretty much top five in the MLB in all hitting statistical categories. The A's oh, yeah. are h- hanging down in the bottom half of the league. You know, they might, they're might they pretty close in there, but they're hanging pretty close down in the bottom half of the league, which really scares me. Pitching-wise, there's not a huge difference between these two teams, except Oakland was second in the MLB and rendering the least amount of walks, which, I mean, that's 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 big against a team like the White Sox and hit the ball out. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I would I would give, uh, give Oakland the edge with the pitching staff a little bit, but I just think offensively the gap is going to be too much. I don't think they're going to be able to compete at the in the end. Yeah, see, I agree with you completely. And I mean, the White Sox were 17 and 13 away and 18 and 12 at home. So, you know, this team could play home or away. But honestly, this is the thing right here. This is my main reason for liking Chicago in the series. Chicago this season is 13 and 0 when they face left handed pitching. When you have an offense that tees off on left handed pitching, this is not something you want to see if you're Oakland. Oakland is throwing Lizardo the first game, and then they also have Mike Miner and Sean Manaya, who are all left handed pitchers, which I mean, 
I'm honestly baffled that Oakland is starting Lizardo in this first game. I mean, do they not know how to read stats? That, yeah, that that's that's tough. I mean, I. But at the same time, who else do you? I mean, you you're gonna start Chris Bass at game two, I assume. But yeah, he's scheduled else, to start right? game two. You can turn to and be like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna shut down Chicago. They're gonna pitch better than uh, than Sean Manier, pitch better than Jesus Lizardo. Like, who else do they have right handed in that rotation? Mike Fires? Like, that's not. I mean, not, no disrespect to that guy, but, like, he's not going to come out here and shut down this powerful Chicago White Sox offense. So, it's I, – I understand not wanting to throw two lefties, but this is – it's kind of a bad draw for Oakland because I don't know where else you go. I think that – I mean, yes, this is a team that crushes left-handed pitching, but, I, I mean, if I was in that spot, I think I would throw Lazardo over fires too. I'm not really sure where they go from here. Hey, I actually have the answer for you, Ben, luckily. I've put a lot of thought into this because, you know, I was big on the A's this season. The A's are, on my, are my bandwagon team, so I'll, I've been bandwagoning them all season long. But Frankie Montas, in five starts this season at home, has a 236 ERA. That's my answer right there. You start Montas game one, go Bassett game two, and then game three, I think you got to go with Mike Fires. I mean, look, Fires has not been great this season, but Fires is still a shutdown pitcher and has been great in the past in Oakland. I think he might be able to pull it up, but to be honest with you, I think like if they went Montas-Bassett that they would get in and get out of this series in two games. Montas kind of scares me a little bit, though, just because of the way that he went to the finish line this year. He had a really tough, uh, tough month of September. So it's like... I understand wanting to bring in a right-handed pitcher over a lefty, but at a certain point, when you you have to weigh your own team's stats as well as theirs. But you did come up with a good one about uh, Montas, so I bet he'd probably start Game Three if it comes down to it. Yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, shoot, we'll see. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you can't sit here and say anything will happen. Trends are trends are always broken. You know, there's very rare that they go undefeated like that. So. Lazardo could, but I don't know. Lazardo also limped to the finish line a little bit too, and Lazardo's still on my shit list for blowing that uh that six <laughs> zero lead against the Mariners in the last inning. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive him for that one, but you live and you learn. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going yeah. with the so you're going with are you going with the A's or the White Sox? The going White with Sox, the White right? Okay, okay, good. So we're both going with the upset here in the White Sox. I mean, also, too, you know, in this weird season and three-game playoff, there's going to be some upsets to happen. So I feel like this one makes the most sense rather than going with one that's illogical. An upset, though, that I do think would be illogical here, we have the three-seed Minnesota Twins versus the Houston Astros. What do you think about this one, Bid? I assume you think the same way I do. I mean, I don't think the Astros pitching is going to be enough to shut down that Twins offense, man. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think – I mean, the Astros pitching has been hot garbage this season, honestly. I mean, the Astros in general have. The Astros, though, I will say this. At home, they were pretty tough to beat this season. On the road, though, they were very, very averaged, if not pathetic, on the road this season. I mean, they were 28 at home, 9-23 and 23 on the road. Tale of two teams. There's an obvious joke to make there, too. But <laughs> – I mean, geez, yeah. Well, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Twins, man. I mean, the Twins pitching has taken a step forward this year, too. One guy that I really wanted the Braves to be in on this past offseason because he was unhappy in his current situation, Kenta Maeda yep. goes off to Minnesota, and he has just been dealing all mm-hmm. season long. He ended up uh, leading the league, leading major leagues in whip, uh, ERA, mid to low two yeah mid two i think it was 270 
Yeah, he well, threw, he threw a no hitter. So he was out there. He was dealing for them. He's looked like a legitimate number one. Um, and then that offense, man. Josh Donaldson's finally healthy. Byron Buxton's having a very weird but still productive year. So, and then you get into the big bats like Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, like Jorge Blanco, Max Kepler. The list goes on and on. This is going to be, this is going to be too much. Zach Grinke's still a good pitcher, not an ace that he used to be. Still a good pitcher. Christian Javier has had a breakout season, but I, I just don't think that the I don't think the Astros are going to be able to contain that offense. Yeah, I'm a hundred and fifty percent agreeance with you. I mean, the Twins hit the long ball like nobody's business, especially when they're at home. I mean, the Twins are very average on the road; they're amazing at home. Astros are flip flop of that. I mean, they have a five fifty eight ERA on the road. I think the Twins get them done in two games. I think they put them out quick and easy. Yeah. Oh yeah, because this this round is before they go into the bubble. So this round they are playing in Minneapolis. So that's that's a tough draw for the Astros. No, that's it. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. Everything is in the Twins' favor here. There's no reason they shouldn't get out of this round. Um, the last matchup we have here is the four and the five, which is the Cleveland Indians and the Yankees. The Yankees five seed, Indians four seed. Uh, this is a tough one, Bid. What do you think? Actually, real quick, uh, back to the Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the two guys that I mentioned first, Byron Buxton and Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. status is still up in the air. They may not play this series. I would still give the Twins an edge, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I still got the Twins. But uh, Yeah, so moving on, uh, talking about the Yankees-Indians, right? Yep. Uh. With the Yankees healthy, which they appear to be, mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, I don't think the Indians can beat them. If this series is in Cleveland. Cleveland does have one of the best pitching staffs in the league to go with arguably the best pitcher in the league in Shane Bieber. So the Indians are gonna put up a fight here, and this is uh, I'm a little split on this because I feel like when the Yankees are at full speed. Nobody can beat them. But if they come out and Shane Bieber shuts them down game one, I I, I don't know. Look, whoever wins game one of this series will win the series. And, I, you know, I really hate myself for picking it because of the discrepancy in the, bat, in the batting orders. But I, ha- I have to go with the Indians here, man. I just feel the upset coming. You know, I really feel like that Shane Bieber is going to go out here and outpitch Garrett Cole in game one. I mean, this total is like at six for that game. I don't think I've ever seen anything lower than six and a half for a set for a nine inning game. So, I mean, that's crazy to think about right there. But I personally think the Indians are going to come out here. Bieber's going to be what he's been all season long, strike out 14, 15 batters. And, you know, he's been, he's been the MVP so, so far this season. I think there's going to be more of it. And then I think the Indians have the rest of the rotation down. I mean, Carrasco might not win that next game, but I don't see him beating Plezak in the last game. And, I mean, honestly, they have no one to match up with Plezak. I think the Indians are going to come out here and get it done. And, you know, the Yankees kind of feel like that team that never really put it together all season long. And I think that's how the season's going to end for them. Yeah, and, and this is a year. This is a team too in the Indians, where it's almost like I, I find myself not wanting to cheer for them just with the way that they've acted recently. Francisco Lindor's name has been pretty much kicked around the market the last two years. They dealt Mike mm-hmm. Clevin, they dealt Corey Kluber. They're talking about moving all these guys and rebuilding, but at the same time, 
I don't want to punish these players and coaches for the front office thinking this way. And I would love to see Carlos Carrasco, after coming back from cancer and having a sub-3 ERA this season, he was lights out, by the way, I would love to see him come out and shove in game two. And uh, I think that would just be a great story, great way to cap off the uh, – well, I guess it would cap off the Yankees season in that case. But I just I would love to see Carlos Carrasco come out and have a big October. But it's, it's tough for me to see anybody taking out the Yankees when they're healthy. But if anybody can do it, I think that this pitching staff lines up really well. Hey, another thing, too – Yankees 29 and 9 at home, 11 and 18 on the road. This team is built to go off in that ballpark. Them not being the five, or being the four seed in the series, I think really 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 hurts them. Indians are surging 8 and 2 in their last 10. I think this pitching staff's going to come out here and put them out of their misery. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, the, the Indians pitching staff, they clearly have the advantage there. But I will say to the Yankees home road splits, a lot of those road games came in that one big stretch. Uh, I think it was either late august or early september mm-hmm. where they were missing everybody yeah so that's much the b team that took a lot of those losses but again with this pitching staff it's going to be hard for the yankees to keep up and offensively it's going to be hard for uh the indians to keep up so we'll see no, I, de- I definitely agree with you there bid and both teams have big advantages postseason though is always about the pitching in my opinion Let's, um, should we finish off? Should we go over to the NL before we kind of get into um, who we think is going to come out, or do you think we should just go ahead and t- take our uh, winners for the AL? Oh, we'll, just, we'll, we'll go to the NL. We'll keep the people waiting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I like yeah. to see it. Build some, suspense. build some suspense. You're right. You're right. All right. To build some suspense, let's move over here to the NL now. We will go ahead and start things off with the Los Angeles Dodgers taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. Dodgers, the one seed, the eight seed is the Brewers. I mean, bid. do the Brewers have any chance whatsoever? Um, no, they do not. But I will say, game one, they have a small chance because of how good Corbin Burns has been for them this year. Legitimate Cy Young contender absolutely dealt for them this year. The guy that I was never particularly high on, but the year that he's had, I think he could actually uh, potentially be a big problem for the Dodgers. But at the same time, uh, who's starting game one for them? Is it Kershaw? Um, I believe so. Kershaw's been every bit as good. And the Dodgers are clearly a better team. So expect the under to hit game one. But... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think there's any way that the Brewers can legitimately hang with the Dodgers. So, uh, I actually have some bad news for you. Corbin Burns is placed on the IL on Friday. What? Yeah, you didn't. I, didn't, I thought you knew that. Missed that. Yeah, so he. So in his last start, of course, of, of course, I took the Brewers because Corbin Burns is pitching. And in the third inning, he strained his oblique and hit the IL. It's Bueller starting instead of Kershaw, by the way. How did I miss that? I had no idea. Oh yeah, Dodgers in two, dude. Easy. That's what I'm saying. Like they did, so they actually didn't announce it. I remember I got the notification at like 5 p.m. on Saturday. So you know we we're all a little um, a little messed up watching some college football. You know, so I can definitely understand how you missed that. Like honestly, if I didn't have my Twitter notifications on for um for for the like DraftKings, uh, it like t- basically tells you the player status for every player. I do it for all sports, so I know like who's in, and who's out, just like real quick. So. Yeah. That's the only reason why I even do that. Yeah. So. All my notifications off. I was trying to keep my screen time down. I had a couple weeks near the trade deadline or a couple days mm-hmm. near the deadline. 
or my screen time was probably double what it should be on my phone. Spending five hours on Twitter, so turn <laughs> notifications off. So I've been missing a little bit of news, man. I can't believe I didn't know that. That's yeah, Dodgers in two, easy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dodgers in two, easy. Um, by the way, bid don't feel bad. My screen time's worse than yours, so. <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about it. But yeah, no, Dodgers in two. I don't even think we need to waste any more time talking about that one. Um, next next one is our hometown Atlanta Braves taking on the Cincinnati Reds. We're the two seed. They're the seven seed. They come to Atlanta. I mean, bid, give me some good news, man. What's going to happen? All right. The, I'll go with the bad news first, and I'll go with the good news. All right. The bad news is of any of the bottom four seeds – I think that the Reds are the worst matchup for the Braves right now. I agree. The Reds finished the season playing better than just about anybody else in baseball. The Reds' big three in their rotation, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Luis Castillo, can hang with anybody in baseball. Mm -hmm. The good news is the Braves' offense has been the best in baseball. Max Freed has been every bit as good as the big three for Cincinnati. The Braves' bullpen has a clear advantage there, although Cincinnati does have some big arms like Rysel Iglesias, Amir Garrett, Michael Lorenzen, and the list goes on. I think that between the Braves' bats and the Braves' bullpen, they can pull this off. But if Trevor Bauer comes out and shuts him down game one, it's tough to bounce back against Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, especially if you're turning the ball over to two guys with no postseason experience in Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright. So this is going to be a really tough draw for the Braves, and this is kind of a statement series for them because if they win this series, if their pitching holds up between Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright, they can compete with anybody. So this is really more of a prove-it game for especially Ian Anderson and Kyle, specifically Kyle Wright, with how bad he was at the beginning of the year. This is a prove-it game, and I am a little worried about having Kyle Wright out there in Game 3, but I think the Braves' bats and the Braves' bullpen can take this. Um, I would prefer to get this done in two because I don't like our, I don't like our matchup Game 3. So to begin with, I personally don't like our strategy. I actually would start Freed game two. That's just me personally. I would flip-flop both of them. Um, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough, man, to beat Bauer. Bauer's locked in. I mean, he went off in his last start, and he kind of put the team on his back, honestly, in that start. Oh, I feel like he's pumped. He is the NL Cy Young. I don't, I don't think there's much of a debate there. You Darvish was awesome, but Trevor Bauer's going to be the Cy Young. Mm -hmm. uh, he's... Definitely one of the last guys in the league that I would want to face. But his last two starts against Atlanta, the Braves drove up that pitching count, got him out of or not pitching count, that pitch count got him out of the game early. And then if we can do that, the Braves are going to win the game. You've seen how good they are from the sixth inning on. The Braves bullpen has a clear advantage over the Reds bullpen, and the Braves offensively are definitely a better team than Cincinnati. So if you can get to that bullpen then you win. If the Braves can't run those pitch counts up, not just not specifically to Bauer, but all any of these guys, if they can't run those pitch counts up, then they're not going to win the series. If they can run the pitch count up, get to the bullpen, they win the series. But that's uh, it's easier said than done. 
No, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. It's easier said than done. Look, I think this is a terrible matchup for the Braves. This is a team who hasn't gotten out of the first round since God knows when. And I don't think we have the favorable pitching matchup at all here. Um, I mean, we have the bats. We swing the bat well at home. <sighs> to be honest with you, I really don't know which way to go with this one. For the sake of being a Braves fan, I'm going to take the Braves to win this and just hope to oh, yeah. God somehow we can and rely on our hot hitting to stay hot at home. So... That's the way I'm going to go with it, but let's put it this way. If we got upset, I would not be shocked in the least. Yeah, I mean, like we've both mentioned, this is the worst draw that the Braves could have had. Yep. You know, you're looking <laughs> at all the potential uh, the potential matchups a week ago. You're like, all right, we could line up with Miami. Oh, we just beat them 29-9. to We got that. We can line up with the Phillies. We can do that. The Cardinals, the Cardinals, but we're better than them, so we got it. Brewers, <laughs> Giants, no problem. But the one team... Out of all of those I did not want to match up against is the Cincinnati Reds, and that's that just so happens to be what we draw. But, I mean, hey, better hey. offensively, better bullpen, but the, the Reds have a decisive advantage uh, in starting rotation, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see what happens. Let's stay positive, guys. Let's not uh, bring up Atlanta's the yeah. failures, and let's just let's just focus on I'm, what we can do this I'm, year. I'm pretty, I'm pretty 50-50. I'd say I'm 55-45 the Braves win this series. But, I mean, come, the city of Atlanta needs you, Braves. The yeah. city of Atlanta <laughs> needs you. Yeah, never have we needed the Braves more in our lives. So, let's go, Atlanta. Come on. We need this. I, mean, hell, I, I think the second round will be easier for the Braves than the first if they get there. Like, I like mm-hmm. that match against the Cubs, and it's definitely against the Marlins, better than like against the Reds. Hey, you know what you did there, Ben? You perfectly segued us into our next matchup, and that is the three-seed <laughs> Chicago Cubs versus the Miami Marlins. Um, what are you thinking here? You don't know how bad I want to say the Marlins. My head is telling me that that is not going to happen. But... Sometimes you just got to get a little risky. Okay. I'm going Marlins in three. Wow. Yeah. Look. look, I don't know if I believe that or not, but I'm saying it. Look, I would jump on that train with you, but the Marlins have scheduled Alcantara for the first game, and if I were the Cubs, I'd go ahead and throw you Darvish, win that first game, and rely on Kyle Hendricks to um, deal Sixto. I mean, he's been very hittable in his last two outings as he got shelled by the Phillies and by the Braves. I also think on top of that, that look, you get two different pitchers when you have Kyle Hendricks. When he's at home, he's a Cy Young pitcher. When he's on the road, he is very, very, very hittable. He's at home in this situation. I don't even think it's going to matter what comes down in the third game. The third game, I mean, I don't think the Marlins have a three to match up with theirs. And on top of that, you have John freaking Lester, the guy who's been there so many times. I don't see any way the Marlins end up beating the Cubs here. I think it's more wishful thinking than it happening. I'm Cubs all the way. I mean, it is absolutely wishful thinking, but it's October. October's already weird. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. 2020 is the weirdest year we've seen so far. If I'm looking for a Cinderella team, they're going to get their ass handed to them at some point, by the way. They're not going to win the World Series. But if I'm looking for a Cinderella team, why not the Marlins? I think, they'll, I think they could get past the first round. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to sweep them eventually. But a little bit of this Miami magic, man, I, I don't know. Hey, let's put it this way. I would not be mad at all if some Miami magic happened. Like, I just think that Chicago team, man, they play well in that home ballpark. I think they'll end up getting it done there. But, 
I mean, they're trust bats. me. Their big bats just haven't been coming through, guys like Chris Bryant and Javi Baez, though. So that, that can show up big time in October. I, If I'm being realistic with you, if I'm being honest with you, the Cubs probably do win the series. But something weird's going to happen in the wild card series. Somebody that's not supposed to win is going to win. And going into it like that, I think if any team that's supposed to lose is going to win, it's going to be the Marlins. Hey, you know, that's not, you know, you're definitely not wrong at all on that. I personally just don't see the Cubs losing this, but like you said, you know, it's definitely going to be funky with no fans in the stadium. Like we've seen so many times in all these sports, when one team gets the momentum, it's pretty hard to get it back when you don't have fans in the crowd. So definitely is going to be an upset. That's what. Watching this young Marlins team, when they get some momentum, they feed off of it big time. Are they better than the Cubs? Hell no. But as I said, 2020, I'm looking for something to happen. I'm going Marlins. Hey, I like the boldness. I'm sticking with the chalk there and go with the Cubs. Last series also, we had. Also, manager in my office that's a Cubs fan, so I just want to be able to mess with them if the Marlins win the series. <laughs> hey, that'll always be fun to hold over his head. Last <laughs> one we got is the four-seeded Padres facing the um, five-seeded Cardinals. Which way are you going in this one, Bid? I'm going with the Padres, dude. I, th- I think that uh, they could potentially be the best team in baseball. They're right up there. They've got as much talent as anybody. Uh, I am a little worried about the pitching with their uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, Denelson Lamette. Like, are they going to be good to go? Are they going to be hurt? So I am a little bit worried about that. But even if that is a problem, I don't think it'll be a problem until the second round. Uh, You can never count out the Cardinals' devil magic. You saw what they did last year. but uh, They're devil magic. (laughs) But uh, I think – I still think San Diego is going to win this. I mean, Tatis is finally starting to hit again. So they've got him. Manny Machado is having a, arguably the best year of his career. Uh, Eric Hosmer has been Eric Hosmer. Will Myers has broken out and having what's clearly the best year of his career. So, I mean, bats, Jake Cronworth, too. Like, the bats are legit for San Diego. And uh, if they can get innings at all from Clevenger, if they can get anything at all out of Lamette, then it's going to be easy for him. No, I agree. They also got Tommy Pham back and Mitch Moreland. They got over from the Red Sox as well. But I agree with you completely. You know, I think they have one of the best bullpens in baseball. I mean, you replace Kirby Yates with Trevor Rosenthal. That is not fun for anybody. Um, They've got Chris Paddock and Zach Davies, who I think can get them to where they need. I mean, if they need to, they can, you know, put uh, Mahorn in there and then kind of, you know, throw Pomerantz and Strom a little bit, you know, just if they wanted to, you know, go 3-3-3 or something like that. Paddock just scares me a little bit because he's so talented. He can be so good, but he has not been good at all this year. So hey. that's a, he could come out and he could throw seven shutout innings, or he could come out and not even make it out of the first inning. Yeah, and you know the Cardinals do have two aces. You know, uh, Kim is Kim was the best pitcher in the KBO for years and years and years. I mean, oh. he's still been doing it over here. And Jack Flaherty as well. You know, he's a Cy Young candidate. So it's yeah. not like the Cardinals are a bunch of chumps either with their pitching. Hey. I mean, I, I just worry about too though. Think about all those doubleheaders they had to play at the yeah. end of the season. That's what I was about to get to. Is they're going to be worn down. They've had to go through a lot. They've played more games than anybody over the last month, and then. With Jack Flaherty, uh, he, he kind of let me down, man. I'm pretty sure that was my Cy Young pick. I said Because mm-hmm. I said it was going to be DeGrom if he was healthy, but I didn't think DeGrom would be healthy. So I said, Jack Flaherty. And then he comes out mid-4 ERA, like nothing special this year. I know he's got it in him, but I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. It's definitely going to be 
I mean, the Cardinals have a chance with that pitching, but no, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm on the same side as you, trust me. Padres are too talented, but, you know, it, funky things could happen right there. But Flaherty has definitely not been as good, but they said kind of when they were off for that time, they said his arm was, like, out of shape. Remember his first start back, he pitched, like, 1.2 innings, and then they pulled him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and move now into actually – Wait, do you have anything else left before we kind of pick how we think everything's going to play out? Yeah, I, I really want to switch my Marlins-Cubs thing, but I already said it, and I'm going to rock with it. <laughs> and I, th- I think you, you might you might have a chance there. You know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, let's let's move now, and we'll go back over to the AL. So who you have in your ALCS, and who's coming out? Uh, in my – Oh, who do I have in the ALCS? Uh, mm-hmm. This is another one where it's like I'm going to have to see what happens with the Yankees and Indians specifically because I could easily see the White Sox coming out of the AL, but I could also I also think they're too young. I'm not sure. I mean, they've got guys like Jose Abreu and Dallas Keuchel that have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. But this is, they're new to the postseason, really. Uh, so looking at that matchup with the Twins – uh, we'll have to pull up the head-to-head this year. I'm actually not able to do that at the moment. But I think that's going to be a pretty big series. But in the end, if the Yankees are healthy, I still think they're the best team in baseball. But the Rays kind of one-upped them this year. So uh, I I'm, I know I'm just bouncing around right now because I keep on changing who I think it's going to be, man. <laughs> I, there's, there's so many teams right now that I could actually see coming out of the American League. And I don't just want to – default to the one seed so i actually i am going to go with the yankees if they can stay healthy i think they're still the best team in baseball still the best team in the american league hey trust me ben as much as you bounced around right there that's what i've been doing all day i'm not even kidding you from when i woke (laughs) up this morning until about five o'clock i told most people who asked what i was doing that i was trying to figure out who's going to come out of the al i've sat here and thought about it all day and you know what the conclusion i finally came to what were you gonna say I was, I was just saying, man, it, it can be pretty much anybody. It's not going to be the Astros. It's not going to be the Blue Jays. But other than that, everybody's got a legitimate shot. Hey, those are probably the only two teams I thought about today and or didn't think about today in that amount of time. And, look, it all brought me back to one thing, team. The Minnesota Twins. The Twins are surging. They got hot at the right time. They got everybody back. I mean, yeah, I know Donaldson and Buxner banged up a little bit. But, you know, you said it best, man. Look, I want to pick the White Sox, but the White Sox are 2-8 and eight coming to the playoffs. I can't sit here and ignore that, how they've been playing coming to the playoffs. They had a bunch of games there against the Twins and the Indians and weren't able to put them away. Therefore, I think the Twins' home run power and their pitching will get them out of the AL. The Twins are going to the going to the ALCS and go, are going to the World Series. You can see it. They've definitely got the bats for it, dude. I mean, when – when they have Donaldson and Buxton in the lineup, which I'm not sure if they will or they won't, but they will eventually because these guys aren't out for the postseason. So if they do make a deep run, they will get these guys even if they miss the wild card series. But when they are healthy, when they've got that full lineup, nobody can out hit them. Even, look, I, the Braves, I'm, they're the best offense in baseball right now. But when the Twins are healthy, they've got that lineup. They have the best lineup in baseball. You look, Atlanta still has like a weak spot or two in the lineup sometimes. Well, not even necessarily a weak spot, but just somebody that comes up and you're like, all right, this guy's not going to take me 500 feet. The Twins don't really have that. Every single guy 
Even Mitch Garver, down year. But you saw what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that lineup can take you 500 feet at any time. So that those bats are definitely scary for anybody. Hey, that's what I'm saying. To be honest with you, if I had to pick a second team, though, I'd take the Yankees, even though I took them to lose first round. If they can get out of the first round, probably got a pretty good chance of beating just about anybody in there. I don't see Tampa Bay personally, but it all led me back to the Twins. Yeah. So. I think the Indians actually are pretty similar to the team across the river in Cincinnati. Uh, I think that they're both just very pitching heavy, and the top three that they have, that both of them have, is they can compete with anybody. So that's two teams that actually really remind me of each other, and they're still in positions where it's like, all right, they could easily win the first round and make a run, or if they lose, the team that they would lose to, the Yankees or the Braves, could both easily make a run. I mean, those are the two teams that at the beginning of the year I picked to be in the World Series were the Yankees and the Braves. So these, I mean, I don't know, man. It's tough to tough to pick between any of these teams in the American League, but I'm, I'm still going with the Yankees. Still think they're going to get past the Indians. Hey, you know, I definitely don't think that's a bad, bad pick there at all. Let's move now over to the NL. Um, I'll start us off with this one. Gonna hate me for this one, Ben. I'm going Dodgers, man. I got the Dodgers beating the Braves in the NLCS. Um, honestly, wouldn't be shocked that the Braves don't get there, but I got the Dodgers. I don't care who they go up against. I think they can get past anyone. San Diego's pitching being banged up really scares me. Before Lamet got hurt, I was actually gonna pick the Padres to get out of there, but Dodgers are the best team in baseball, man. Kershaw is elite. Bueller's right up there, although he has struggled to stay healthy this season, but I think he's got it together at the right time. You know they got they got what they need. I think I feel like Urias would be big for them as well. So I think I just think this lineup's too stag, man. Mookie Betts and acquiring him made a team that was already great greater. Yeah, I mean I I will say this is a little biased, but well a little I will say this is very biased. But if the Braves <laughs> pitching holds up, they can do it. But we'll see. I, I'm if the Braves pitching falters at all, then they're not going to be able to hang with the Dodgers. Dodgers have the depth. Dodgers have one of the best rotations, one of the best bullpens, and one of the best lineups in baseball. They are probably, as I'd say, between them and the Yankees, when they're at full strength, they're the best team in baseball. So I think that uh, I think there's a really good chance that the Dodgers come out of the NL, and they're they're just the most complete team. And as you said, guys like Julio Urias, uh, Urias, he will make a huge impact he was great this year former he was their top pitching prospect years ago and he just hasn't quite had that boom yet and uh this year he really broke out in a big way so yeah that's what i'm saying and not to mention you know still they just brought alex wood back i mean i don't think much of wood though anymore to be honest with you but i mean dustin may too is no chump either they got a great bullpen as well to go along with all that i really really like how that they added um, Blake Trine into the back end of their bullpen. So, you know, I feel like this Dodgers team's top to bottom is too loaded up. Yeah, they're they're just – the depth that they have, I don't think I've ever seen from another team. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when you can platoon A.J. Pollock and Jock Peterson for the last spot in your outfield or Chris Taylor, you know, like that's just not even fair. Dude, their, their B team would absolutely be a playoff team this year. Their no, B team hang with the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's even to be a serious. Like, I really think it's the the one team though that I think can come out of here and beat anybody is the Padres. I mean, even if their pitching's a little a little banged up, I mean, when those bats get going, there's no stopping them. 
that's the thing. I think uh, out of the NL, the Braves, Padres, or Dodgers could come out. Uh, the Reds do have that great pitching staff. I don't think that they have the bats to get that deep. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's between those uh, those three teams in the NL. The AL, it's just it, – that's a six-team race right now as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I'm right there with you, Bid. Um, before we get out of here, we got to pick the one thing everybody came here to listen to us pick. Who's winning the World Series, Bid? I don't want to say the Dodgers. That's my answer. I don't want to say the Dodgers. <laughs> hey, you can't say the Dodgers, man. You already picked the Braves. I mean, y'all know who I'm picking. I'm sticking with right. my preseason prediction, the Dodgers. Uh, I, I I really hope that you're wrong, but it, it's it's hard to see anybody beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. If anybody can do it, the, the Braves have the potential to do it. The Padres have the potential to do it. A lot of teams in the AL have the potential to do it, but I think the Dodgers are the clear favorite at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how they wouldn't end up getting it done. I mean, they always do seem to find a way in the playoffs, but I feel like this year, more than any, now that you have Mookie Betts in there, just giving them that extra player, I feel like Mookie really has just put them over the top this season. And the Dodgers are going to win a World Series. If you look back the last few years and the ways that they've lost and some of the teams that they lost to, especially in 2017. This team, this organization pretty much just, they deserve a World Series as much as anybody is what I'm getting at. Because they got rocked one in 2017. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best team in baseball for probably the last four years. They, this team just has to win one at some point. And I think they're just the clear favorites going in this year. But still keep my fingers crossed. Braves are going to take him out in the ALC, or NLC. <laughs> hey, Bid, I hope you're right. Unfortunately, I don't think you are. But, you know, like you said, I mean, they hold up, man. I don't know if it works. So we just need the pitching to hold up, man. I don't know if it will. But if it does, that the bats in the bullpen are pretty comparable with that one. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just feel like, man, L.A. sat here all offseason long. All they listened to is everybody talk about that Astros thing, and that's what's fueled them the entire season. They've got here to the postseason. They know what they need to do now to take care of it. They've got the experience. They've been there before. But I hope to God you're right somehow, and somehow the Braves get it done. Do you uh, do you have anything, any last words for us before we get up out of here? Uh, I hope that the Dodgers don't win, but I'm not very confident about that. And uh, – <laughs> Only thing that I will say about the Falcons, fire everybody. Everybody. Just get them out. I don't want to see any of them. Hey, Bid said it better than I can. Falcons, please fire everybody. But we appreciate everyone who tuned in once again. Bid, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Once again, guys, like I said, appreciate all y'all for tuning in. We'll be back here again for more and more as postseason goes on. But till then, we'll see y'all.